Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. It's good to be on camera. This is different. I like it though. How you feeling? It's weird because like we're dressed. Like usually like we're in like our night nights and we're recording at home. Doing it a little bigger in 2018. No do rags. No do rags. No, no And No headscarves. Hair is done. There we go. So on this episode, we got a lot of dope stuff to talk about. Uh, we'll be diving into LeVar Ball taking the boys to Lithuania. We'll be diving into uh, the Nigerian bobsled team. And we'll be capping it off with our main topic, which will be medicinal marijuana and recreational marijuana uh, going live in California. So we'll have a special guest. She's in the medicinal marijuana business, and she will be coming to give us a little insight on how it is for the young entrepreneurs trying to get into it because Trump is trying to hold us back. But guess what? These niggas can't hold me back. It's interesting that now we're at a time where now it's legal. It is. Now it's legal to sell it. Like, it was, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. It's Definitely. interesting. What's, uh, anything you looking forward to talking to or you know about what? today? I hate to say that I like this show, but I'm, I'm not a fan of love and hip-hop, okay? I'm not a fan. But listen, I do watch it every Monday at 9 p.m. <laughs> love and hip-hop. Love and hip-hop. But there's a dope chick on there. Her name is Amara La Negra, and she is probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life um and she's a poppin Latin artist and I'm just super interested in kind of watching how her career goes because this is her first time on Love and Hip Hop and she's already signed um a contract okay so just so you know I've seen her she's a beautiful dark-skinned woman Yo, and as soon fired. as this as soon as this hits the TV networks I'm jumping into DMs the shot is being it's getting shot. I don't... Listen, I, that's on you, brother. Anyway, that's my girl, though, so I'm looking forward to that. So you ready to hop into it? Let's do it. We got a fast break segment, so we're going to jump right into it. One of my favorite shows from 2016 is coming back. It wasn't around last year because my man was shooting Star Wars. Can you guess what that is? Shooting Star Wars? Yeah. Donald Glover. Atlanta Season 2. Black Excellence Report, him, Issa Rae. We got a lot of dope black people getting into film and TV, so I'm really looking forward to that season two coming back. That's lit. I remember I, I didn't keep up with it when it first came out, but um, Amir had popped it on TV. Like After the season had already aired, I feel like I watched the whole season in like a week. That's a, that's a good show. Definitely dope. So that's a good show. Definitely looking forward to that. Also, there are apparently some shoes out there that grow with your foot. Have you heard about that? I heard a little bit about it. You got to tell me about it. So basically, um, these dope-ass people, right, came yeah. up with these shoes for people in developing countries that actually, the shoes grow up to five sizes, I believe, mm. with your foot. So as you can imagine, this is big um, in countries where people are used to not even wearing shoes and having to go through, you know, everything in their daily life without having shoes on. Mm. You now have a pair of shoes that you could probably wear for about, I think my feet have been the same size since like middle school. So that's like, <laughs> that's like 10 years, a pair, one pair of shoes that you, that will literally stick with you for 
probably 10 years. I'm going to say that. I wish my shoes grew. No, eighth grade, I went from an 11 to a 12 to a 13. Oh, no. <laughs> About I, three months. I, no, I, uh, I, I my Jordans George was used for like two months and I was out. Man, Pops was hot. So, all I'm saying is this, it was started by a couple people who just had a dope idea. Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Under Armour, all of these people who got way more money to spend. Give some of these free shoes out to these people in countries that need them, man. They said, yeah, I, I, looked at, I looked at the article, they said like 1.5 billion people around the world get diseases just from not having shoes. Mm -hmm. Diseases caused by not having shoes. So, mm -hmm. get on those, please, big corporations. Yeah. And um I'm happy at that. But you know Jordan not gonna do that though. Two hundred dollars a pop. It's never not. happening. No, no. He ain't losing out no check. Nah, no check. This is one I'm really excited about. But I feel like they just put much on it for no reason. And that is Dubai. I've never been, but I've heard great things. Mm -hmm. Now in Dubai, the police are getting ready to start using hover bikes. Hopefully we can get the picture or some video up for this. It's four propellers on the bikes. They're riding, they go up to like 20, 30 feet in the air, and it looks like something out of Batman. It, it's, it's a floating like motorcycle? It's a floating motorcycle. My issue is this. There's no crime going on in Dubai. Dubai just flexing on everybody. It's the only place I know where the police is driving Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royces. It's like you're not fighting crime in these luxury vehicles, though. <laughs> you're just stunting for the tourists. So they're about to stunt again and come with hover bikes. So I just want to get to Dubai so I can check them out. Honestly, uh, they said a Russian company made them. They fly for about 45, 50 minutes. So that's going to be tough to deal with. But they do look tough. I'm not getting on a regular motorcycle, but I'll get on a hover bike. Dude, like, do you remember, like, the Jetsons and all that? Like, the old cartoons? I do. Like, it's just crazy that we're actually, like, entering those times now. Like, we got Tesla, the car that drives itself. You don't even have to drive anymore. Mm -hmm. Now we got hover bikes in Dubai. It's just crazy to me just, like, watching all this, like, unfold when it was literally, like, I was watching it in cartoons. The like, technology is real. 20 years ago. The technology is definitely real. Yeah, it's dope. Um, have you heard... About don't tell me nothing crazy. No, nah, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. It's uh about Nigeria actually. Super excited about this one because they all bad. But going ahead, tell the story. You always gotta go there anyway. It's not about that. For the first time ever, Nigeria is in the Winter Olympics. Hot ass Nigeria. All thanks to a woman bobsled team. And I believe they said they had Black Girl to win. Magic. Black Girl Magic. I think they had to win. They had to race. I think they had to win five races before um, they were able to be into the Olympic, the Winter Olympics. Wow. I think, but that's that's major. And for the first time ever, like that's that's crazy. Nigga, do you know how hard it is to become good at bobsledding in a place where there's no snow? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be, yeah. You That's like you come and raw in basketball and ain't no ball, no hoop. Like, you gotta go travel uh, to a different country just to practice. <laughs> that's, that's, they deserve that. They deserve all they that. They deserve. A big shout out to those that. sisters, man. Yeah. A big shout, shout out to them. Big shout out to them. More black girls doing great things. BGM. But unfortunately, this isn't, you know, 
for a great reason, but it is something we need to know about. So Jamil Hill, one of the co-hosts for uh, ESPN's His and Hers with Michael Smith, mm. she got suspended a couple a couple months ago because she had said some stuff about Trump. Very uh, intellectual. She put it in a great way. Didn't curse. Ain't really ain't called a man out his name. Mm. She did in a real intellectual way. And I think she still ended up getting suspended for like two weeks because they said ESPN uh, employees will not engage in politics. So uh, another uh, employee of ESPN uh, was on DeSouza Merrill, I mm-hmm. believe, and she said basically Trump is a fucking idiot. Like that's it. She went on there and said that, said some other stuff about him. And uh, I think they just ended up responding today, but they said, uh, you know, we don't you know, condone that or whatever, but it was no suspension held out for her. Of course, it was a white girl. I was going to say, was it a white <laughs> It was a white, so. Whites are at it again. Yeah, so I was just like, come on, ESPN. We got to do a little bit better. Yeah. We got to do a little bit better and, you know, at least come out and say why Jamil was and we made a mistake. It shouldn't happen to Jamil. We should have handled it different. But for you to just sit there and say, oh, we don't agree with this either, and she not get suspended for doing basically the same thing, I feel like there's an issue with that. You know, I hate to say it, I am no longer shocked by stuff like this. You can't be. Like, it's just like, they're at it again. Yep. Like, it's it's kind of not normal, but low-key normal now. Right. And that sucks. Got you. What I want to get into. My favorite segment. America, my favorite segment of the podcast is kicked out the queue. Mir, why don't you you explain what kicked out the queue is real quick before I get into it? Kicked out the queue. This is for people around the world. It's not national. It's international. It's out of this world. If you are doing something despicable, downright trifling, ignorant, something that'll get you slapped by your mama, you getting kicked out the queue. You know how it is when you go to the barbecue, sometimes you don't literally kick them out, but they come with a, like a fucked up potato salad or something like that. And you like, who brought this person? Yeah, and it's like, they get that car revoked, like it's automatic. Kicked out the queue because you'll never be returning. Absolutely not. That's what this segment is all about. Somebody who did something to get kicked out of wherever they from and not be around us. So why don't you dive into it? <laughs> so this week on Kicked Out the Queue, in India, um, there was a man, an engineer in India, who was kidnapped at gunpoint. And can you, can you guess why? Just guess why. Kidnapped at gunpoint. He uh, he had to owe somebody mom uh, money. Okay. Uh, he got somebody baby mama pregnant. Okay. Uh, that's the two things I could think of for kidnapping. Nigga, no, none of those. So he was <laughs> kidnapped at gunpoint and forced to marry. Like that's why he was he was kidnapped. And forced to marry? He was forced to marry. So I minded my own business. Minding your own business. Someone roll up on me. Mm-hmm. Kidnap me. Throw me in the back of the van. Mm-hmm. Take me to a chapel. <laughs> Introduce me to a woman I never met in my life. Her brother puts a gun to my head mm-hmm. and says I'm about to get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, what it, that's exactly what happened. Killed me. 
But they were saying that in India, a lot of the times, you know, arranged marriage still happens. Right. Um, in some but it's arranged. I know her. But it's arranged. Right. But even with that, there's usually like an exchange of gifts or money, etc. For, mm-hmm. um, for both parties. So they're saying a lot of times, like either side don't really got it like that. Mm. Like they don't have the the means, the gifts, and the money, and all that to even do the arranged marriage. Mm. So, you know, niggas are forced to like, <laughs> kidnap somebody into marrying them. I just want to know the, I, I honestly just want to know the psychology behind taking somebody like that. You know, you're not gonna. He's gonna leave whenever he get the chance. They said the um, the court doesn't acknowledge it as a real marriage. But the mm. kicker for me was that they said this happens like 3,000 times. Yeah, no, it a happens year. a lot. It happens a lot. <laughs> Bruh, I think we talked about this last week. The police know what's up. You know what? It's 3,000 kidnappings, bro. And you're getting forced to get they married. They're probably going to the same you're chapel. You're getting forced to get married at gunpoint, and you don't have no way to stop this. I'm not I mean, comparing the two. I'm not comparing the two, but women. I know y'all don't like catcalling, but to my brothers in India, that is probably the least of their worries. <laughs> Someone tell them how good they look walking down the street. I'll take that over getting kidnapped at gunpoint and married to someone I had. Like, I mean, you wouldn't, nigga, like, you wouldn't be flattered. But who's getting kicked out the queue? Is it the people doing the kidnapping? The man holding the gun? The woman doing the marrying? The government? Or the police. There's so many layers <laughs> to this story, bro. They all getting kicked out the queue. Everybody got to go. Everybody, throw, Everybody throw, go. throw them all away. And I really like India because I love my curry. Off tops. I mean, that's... I love my curry. What we have last? Let's, uh... No, you had the, the butter chicken. The naans, though? The naans? The Indians hook up them naans? With that, with that butter bread? masala sauce? Yo, I, we got, we might have to make that trip, and if, and if on that trip you get kidnapped, I ain't coming back because I'm not saying I do. Good trip, I got my curry. I'm lying. I say that I'm not about to die over that. Anyway, shut up. I'm not about to die over that. Anyway, that was our kick out the queue this week. It gets better and better every week. <laughs> it really does. What's up, you guys? It's Imani Shani, and we're back at it again. I'm here with a wall. And we are getting into another topic that I'm very, very excited to talk about. Not exactly the topic, but the person I'm talking about. So, one of my, hate to say it, but one of my favorite shows is Love and Hip Hop. They just started off with a Love and Hip Hop Miami this year. So, this is the first time. Totally new cast, totally new everything. And one of the hottest people on the show is Amara Le Negra. So, she is okay, an Afro. future baby mom. That's not his future baby mama. Anyway, she is an Afro-Latina, so she's beautiful, rich, dark chocolate skin, Afro, thick. Like, she popping. You seen her. She future look, baby mama. She look good. She look good. So, the, the noise behind this was, I want to say it was the first episode, she had a meeting set up with a producer in Miami, and he's, I think he's, he's Latino, a Latino guy, and he was basically asking her if she could pretty much tone down her natural features. He wanted her to tone down her afro, basically, so that she could look 
more presentable and um, so she could be a little bit more classy. So he said that her afro wasn't classy and that the only way that she would be able to basically make it and be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The only way she was gonna be able Pop, to be- be a star. Yeah, was for her to have straight hair and just completely do a makeover of herself. Which also turned around to bite him in the butt because after this first season, she's already signed with a label. And that's mm. never happened. I want to say Jocelyn from freaking Love and Hip Up Atlanta. She's been on about eight seasons. She still ain't got signed. So for this girl, this is her first <laughs> season. For her to be that popping the way she is, and she's already signed, like, that producer is an idiot. And I hope the internet chops him to bits. So let me ask you this, because that's dealing, you know, black folks got to deal with all sorts of stuff in all types of industries, music, TV, film, uh, modeling. Never ends. You being a model, have you uh, experienced anything like that? Like even just going to a uh, to a shoot where maybe they might deal with mostly uh, white models and they like them to look a certain type of way, be like bone, you know yeah. what I'm saying, skinny, yeah. and say like maybe not. We need you to lose weight, but like you know what I'm saying, just like that. Yeah, your yeah, features yeah. ain't good enough. Absolutely. I, I went to um, an old agent of mine basically said that they needed me to lose my butt. Like I could get more work if I was to lose some inches off of my butt. That immediately screamed because I'm already a size four. Mm. I'm a size I'm a size two four. So you want me to shave off what I naturally have because that's what they're used to. A lot of the whites that are my age, you know, they're they're all they're thin and they like it's not much shape, but that's what they like. You know mm. what I mean? Especially in like Europe or overseas, that's what they like. They want to stick to the, you know, straight, slim, clothes hanging off. They like that. Mm -hmm. So when they see me, it's kind of like, oh snap! Like it's like, dang, she's the same size as these white models, but she got some butt, and they mm. don't they don't know how to accept that. You know what I mean? And it sucks because it's like clothes look better on some butt. But I'm just saying I've <laughs> dealt with it. I've dealt with it, too. And it's crazy that, you know, it's whether it's our hair, whether it's our size, whether it's our skin complexion. I went to another agency that said, oh, you're really pretty, but we can't sign you because we have another model that looks just like you. Mind you, she's about 10 shades darker than me. Mm. I'm 5'10". She's 5'6". So you can't sign me because this girl looks like we look too similar. Really, they had just met their black quota. Yeah, they already had a black model, so they mm. didn't, you know? So it's like, yeah, it's it's never ending. And it sucks, but. That sucks, man. All I can say is that you just got to keep going, man. You got, I mean, it takes so much to get into these industries. Like, you can't have, uh, you know, thin skin. You yeah, know what I'm saying? exactly. So I'm glad she did and she kept pushing. Because uh, we feel it in all sorts of industries. Yeah. And true. let me talk to the Browns for a second. <laughs> you got the mic, brother. To the Browns. Now, if you're from the Dominican, Puerto Rico, anywhere along those islands, West Indies, Caribbean, you have black in you. I don't care how much Spanish you speak. You have black in your DNA. 
Now, whether you or not you choose to accept it is completely fine. Mm-hmm. But don't knock someone because she is Afro-Latina. I think she she described herself as an Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. She's black, Dominican. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, likes to capture all aspects of her, but she considers herself a black woman from the Dominican. Don't knock people for accepting the root of what they are. Right. Like, that's, like, that's why we're here. That's what makes the world so good. We have a variety of everything. But when you try and dumb down or water down somebody's essence... Right. Like, I mean, it's stupid. Yeah. It's stupid. And you look yeah. like a clown. Yeah. So that was I just, it. I just, I don't know. I just love how she just proved them wrong. It's like she's been the hottest thing since that show has aired. WCW this thing. Wednesday, America is going up. She and we like, it. we like our women with butt. I figured that was a good way to close. Thank you, Amir. That's very reassuring. So the next segment. We might just have to start doing something for them because it's something every week. But wild shit that white people is doing. The whites are at it again? At it again with this one. Now, it's twofold. We talked a little bit. For some of you who are in the YouTube world, you may know of a Logan Paul, Jake Paul. So last week, you know they went into a Japanese um, uh, uh, suicide force. Mm-hmm. And they videotaped somebody uh, committing suicide. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of flack about that. Came to find out that there was more to it. They were going around Japan, uh, basically disrespecting the Japanese people, their culture, throwing pokeballs at like people, going into restaurants, like just doing obnoxious stuff. And the internet is good like because it gives all of us a platform to express ourselves mm-hmm. but within that we have to have some type of moral code and we need to have some type of judicial system I feel like with this because mm-hmm. when you start going into other countries people already got a problem with us because they feel like a lot of people from America don't respect other people's cultures mm-hmm. so when you go over there and you start doing these type of things not only are you making yourself look bad you're making the American people look bad, you know, to yeah. some extent. Even though it's a lot of us going over there doing good, they already got, you know what I'm saying, misconceived, pre But this don't make it seem misconceived because you're going over there proving people right, right. that they don't respect the culture. So I would just say stop disrespecting stuff that you don't know about. Mm-hmm. Don't go in somebody else's home and disrespect them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For your views. Yeah. That's stupid. We're all about content. Good content with substance. We don't need the stupid stuff. So that was one part of it. I don't know if you had something to say about that. You know, it just kind of sucks because I just started YouTube about a year ago. And I feel like YouTube literally gives a platform to anybody. But it's crazy how much they have even cracked down um, now. It's like now you can't... You Basically, you can make money for your YouTube videos by the ads that play during your video. Mm. But now they're saying they will not even monetize your video if you cuss. Mm. So now that's the thing. You can't even, if you cuss in your videos, you're not getting paid. Mm. And I feel like so many people, like, especially with Logan Paul, I feel like, you know, he's just gonna open a whole new world and they might, you know, shut something else down. It's just like, I don't know, something that started off so like innocent and free and like a way to express yourself. It's like now there's so many I feel like walls are barriers now because of niggas like Logan Paul. Mm. You know what I mean? 
So it just kind of sucks with me, like, just now getting into it. It's like, dang, I wish I would have got into it a couple years ago. I could have, you know what I mean? Right. Could have had a little bit more freedom in what I do. No better time than now. White people stop acting like niggas. Anyway, this is the second part. <laughs> a judge in uh, Canada. So it's a law school. In, <laughs> it's a law school in Canada. And, you know, just like the same with medical school, anything. Law school is not something easy. Mm-hmm. You go to get your four-year, you go to law school, there's plenty of studying you have to do after that, then you become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So it was a class at, I believe, University of Calgary in Canada, and a group of law students, extremely diverse, white people, black people, Asian people, everybody, a real nice class. But it was a good group of black lawyers in Canada. Mm-hmm. So they brought in one of the uh, judges from Calgary, like she's one of the head judges. I don't know what their equivalent would be. I don't know, maybe a, a district, not a district attorney, but a supreme judge or something like that. So I'm not sure about all of that. But anyway, she was high ranking. Mm. She walks into a lecture she was supposed to give. And the first thing she says in there is, I'm not comfortable around all these big, dark people. That was her intro. A judge. Are you serious? Walking into a class at a university. First of all, it wouldn't be good to say anywhere. But you walking into a class with professionals, people getting their study on. Right. And the first thing you say is, I'm not comfortable in a room full of big, dark people. Of course, she apologized. Now, this is why I say it, it might need to be a segment called Wild Shit That White People Do. <laughs> I don't see how in any way, shape, or form you could walk into a room, whatever room you're at, you're supposed to know your audience. If she was with her country club white folks and then, you know, it was just them, she said something, not on camera, whatever, that's between y'all. You walk into a room full of black lawyers and you say, I'm not comfortable around big, dark black people. Take it even further, is that the same type of mentality she has or she has when she's giving out sentences to black people because she she's Probably. who they got to see before they get their sentencing mm-hmm. so what's her mentality like up there on that seat you know going in so this is just something to let people know about the system we involved in it's not just an American thing this is something that happens abroad as well and it's something you have to be aware of but I just couldn't I could believe that she said it. I couldn't believe where she said it at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. That's wild. Yeah. Disgusted. And sad. And again, the whites are at it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, which leads me to, it's crazy how that kind of ties into this a little bit, but the um, anti-harassment organization um and the golden globe so basically a lot of entertainers for the golden globes are basically changing up their wardrobe to bring awareness to the sexual harassment that's been going on in the um in the industry so basically they're dressing in all black and you know the golden globes that's when people bring out their best and mm-hmm. their gowns and you know it's like a big thing Ooh, mm-hmm. let's see what they're wearing mm-hmm. so basically they're coming together to say it's not about that like there is like this is an award ceremony but there's there's a lot of shit going on behind the doors you know for these awards and it's like 
I agree with like I I love that they're doing that. So they're basically you know wearing all black and just bringing awareness to everything that's been going on. Mm-hmm. Have you heard something about that? I heard those Hollywood producers is out there raping like hotcakes. I did hear that. <laughs> Amir. In the words of the great Dave Chappelle. Yeah. That's what I heard. So yeah. I believe. Um, Which brought this about? Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was bound to happen. I mean, yeah. it was bound to happen. This is like I think the first major uh, TV and film show since uh, kind of all of this stuff started coming out. Yeah. So I think it's good. Uh, I think it's just another way for people to show solidarity. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it'll make people more comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Coming out and talking exactly about what happened exactly. and keep your hands to yourselves you nasty asses like what the yeah yeah i agree keep your hands to yourself and also ladies and men too men who have been harassing the industry too like it's never a bad time to talk about what you've been through and you have to know that you're literally not the only one and by you speaking up you could give somebody else the courage to speak up too you know what I mean? So it's, it's a domino effect, and it could start with you. So don't ever think it's too late to talk about something or it's past now. It's not. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. So a lot of people are saying that a lot of women need uh, to take over a lot of these positions and these, uh, you know, basically just flipping out. So, you know, a lot of the executives of the movie companies and the TV companies a lot of these need to be, you know, replaced with like, you know, white, not white women, but they need to be replaced with women. Mm-hmm. So do you think that will have a change um, or a positive impact on a lot of the sexual assault allegations? Like, Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll definitely have a positive effect. And, you know, I hate that it even has to be looked at as like that. Like, okay, we have to have women in these positions in order to not have these sexual mishaps happening it's like stop like just we that shouldn't be a reason to stop something negative you know what i mean like women should be in these positions because they're bomb and they know what they're doing Mm. not to stop sexual you know stuff going on in the background you know what i mean so i mean it's good because it will stop i feel like it will stop um a lot of what's been going on but it's just it sucks that it has it's because of something else you know what I mean? Right. So, you don't think... I mean, of course it won't happen as much. But do you think, like, quite possibly, like, you might hear about, like, a female executive, like... You're making me laugh. <laughs> I just want to know if you think, you know, they might walk into an audition and, like, executive might, like, grab an actor by the dick or something like that. That's all I'm saying. Like, you think, like, that's beyond... <laughs> Like, do you think it won't happen? Like, I'm pretty sure it probably won't happen as much as the men. Women's a but do you think too. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying? I mean, I'm not. I know for a fact I've been in the club and I've been got groped a few times. Yeah. Not saying. Show your mouth. Not saying that Show that's like you know it's not a business set, but I'm just saying I don't think it'll happen as much. But do you think? I mean, it pe- could happen. It's just like it's nasty niggas, it's nasty nigga women too. Not nigga women. It's nasty. Look, it's nasty males and it's nasty females. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. 
Women are gonna do it too, and it's not funny because women are doing it to men. Because I don't want it to be like, oh, it's serious. But that's how y'all look at it. It'd be funny. Nah, nigga, don't say (laughs) y'all. Nah, 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 don't say y'all. So, I mean, yeah, like I feel like it's a possibility. It ain't women ain't perfect. It's definitely a possibility. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I think it should. I mean, I just think it should be. Though all of these industries shouldn't be ran by all white dudes, like you know what I'm saying, it needs to be diversity amongst that. It needs to be black people, black men, black women, Asian men, Asian women, mm-hmm. uh, Mexican, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It just needs to be representation across the board. So, I'm with you. True. True. Now, the next thing I'm gonna get into is. Uh, you know, I feel like all geniuses are perceived as crazy at some point. Mm-hmm. Some people, like you know, I'm sure people thought Einstein was crazy. Uh, anybody, Jay Z, they might have thought he was crazy, thinking he could get off the block and become a billionaire, a Diddy. A lot of these guys, Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're crazy. You ain't gonna be president. So when I see Somebody like a black man that has the audacity of hope, to quote my boy Barack one time, Mm. that has the audacity of hope and belief in themselves that can't be stopped. I think about right now today, besides myself, LeVar Ball. We've been talking about him probably since the first few episodes and it's been a gradual increase. This dude has been said, or not been said, been told that his son shouldn't leave college, shouldn't leave high school. He's not going to be able to do it with the shoes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He's crazy thinking they can go overseas. Mm. And every time someone tells him he can't do something, it seems like it motivates him to do even more and go even bigger. I feel like every move he's made has been even bigger. So he took the youngest boy, um, I think Lamella, I think that's the youngest one. He's in his junior year of high school. Took him out of high school, said they're going to play overseas basketball. Uh, The middle kid, uh, LiAngelo, he got suspended by the UCLA team, Mm -hmm. but his dad took him out and said him and his brother, the youngest one, are going to go play overseas. They're not going to school. They're going to be homeschooled, and they're going to play hoop overseas. Oh, no, you stupid. You can't do that. You can't take them out out of school. They need to be in school, this and that. Now, this is off subject, but in baseball, you see players not going to high school at all. If you're overseas, a lot of those boys was playing professional since they was little. Mm-hmm. Only difference is they traveling overseas, but they're going to have family and things with them. Right. When they got off that plane, they're going to play in Lithuania, a country not really fond of, like, you know, black folks. Not black folks, but Americans coming over there to play sports mm-hmm. and they were met with a sea of people as soon as they got off the plane cameras tv crews all of that the guy they said that shouldn't take their crew over there not only did they do that this man got a deal with facebook to have their games broadcasted live on facebook all of the boys games broadcasted live on facebook partnered up with zuck facebook mark zuckerberg the boy is a genius. Partnered up with him. Dang. Said that he wanted his boys on Facebook. Not only that, this team is only based around Lithuania. The team is catering 
to their demand and taking them on a five country tour around Europe to go and play some of the best teams out there just for them. Mm. Lavar Ball. Lavar Genius Ball. That's gonna be his middle name for now. That's gonna be his alias. Like I'm so proud. Like it made me want to go harder for a lot of stuff I do. Like literally, like you could say he got a big mouth, he shouldn't do this. His boys love him. Like, you know what I'm saying? The relationship has never been in question. And every time they keep telling me he can't do something, he do it even bigger. So regardless of what you think of that, man, yeah. I honestly feel like 20, 30 years from now, they're going to be writing books and doing classes on the way that man handled his business Yeah. from a family business perspective. Yeah. I know I might have rambled a little bit, but... Nah, because I, I, I just felt know. I felt it like I felt like when he won, I feel like I won. Like that's really how I felt with that one. I was like, with well, each one, I'm like, man, Lamar do got a big ass mouth. But then I'm like, man, fuck that, do your thing, Lamar. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> so, I just felt good for him. So shout out to Lamar, man. Nah, that's shout what's out that. to him. I feel like he's from what I have, you know, seen and heard about him. I just feel like he's like very much so speak it into existence like he's very confident he speaks i feel like he's been speaking a lot of everything that's been manifesting in his in his son's life into existence mm. and i feel like that's what i feel like that's what a lot of people like lack quite honestly i feel like a lot of people have doubt mm. i feel like a lot of people are haters so when they do see someone that's like that you know they try to like combat it by you know what i mean so i think like i all the Great stuff that's happening with them. Like I feel like it's they're manifesting it. Speaking of speaking stuff into existence, what? let's get us up to a million subscribers and a TV deal. Ado, ado, <laughs> my Negroes. So nah, for real though, because we this is this is new, and I feel like I like this platform. Cool. So after. Uh, we get back from this, we'll be talking to you a little bit about the medicinal business and what's going on with Trump, his administration, and recreational weed mm -hmm. in California. Be right back. With our guest? With our guest. It's lit. Okay, so it's your boy, AWOL, and... Imani Shani. And we are back here with a lovely... Special, special, special guest. It's an honor and a privilege. We're going to be having a little dialogue just about uh, the weed business, uh, recreational weed. And me and Imani don't know shit about that because we don't, either one of us smoke. Not a so we're really looking Not to get enlightened right now. Because we got, we got someone who is, you know, involved and, uh, you know, just teach us a little bit about the business that's going on. And also how we think this current administration may be uh, affecting a lot of the small businesses that are trying to grow, uh, that are using weed. So I'm going to let her introduce herself, but I will say we are with the marvelous Carmen Pop. Hey, hey. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Um, my name is Carmen Pop, and um, I work with Camp Green. Camp Green is a cultivation distribution company, black-owned business, mm. and they've been 
you know, doing their thing and developing their infrastructure for, you know, the cannabis world since 2013. And I just recently came on board and I actually take care of all of the, you know, sales, administration, operations, marketing. It is a small company, so we have to, you know, pretty much wear a lot of different hats Mm. per se. Mm -hmm. So you're super dope. (laughs) Let me ask you this. I just want to jump in with this one. Is it a little bit frustrating? Because we all know people that may have been, you know, selling weed independently long before, you know, a lot of these shops and stuff, you know, were open and was getting in trouble for doing it. You know what I'm saying? And now coming back, now they are being allowed to do it or the government is allowing people to do it and it's millions of people making millions and millions of dollars off it. Is it a little frustrating because of what we know about, like we knew it wasn't harmful, like the same way alcohol may be, you know what I'm saying? So is it a little bit frustrating? Well, I mean, it is It is a, um, a blessing and a curse at the same time. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of our, you know, our people right. and, you know, a lot of other cultures, you know, went down, you know, for just doing illegal, you know, right. you know, transporting marijuana and right. selling and this, that, and the third. And, you know, it broke up a lot of happy homes and families, mm-hmm. you know. And right now there are a lot of regulations that um, a lot of cities and counties have, mm-hmm. you know, established and programs mm-hmm. where they're, you know, trying to fix that. You can't all, you can't all the way fix it, you know. Yeah. But they are offering the opportunity, you know, if someone in your family, you know, was incarcerated for, you know, marijuana at some level, whether it's transporting, sales, or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're getting out, and they're a felon, what have you, they're able to, you know, come under these programs, under these regulations in certain cities that have them, mm-hmm. and they're able to reestablish themselves by actually getting in the business. Mm-hmm. And is that good? Yeah. If they have the mindset, the business, you know, mind frame to, you know, do what it takes to get in the business. Yeah, it can change their life completely around. You know, Um, there is a lot of a lot of knowledge that they'll have to absorb if they haven't done it while they were incarcerated. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But as long as you know how to apply for all of the um, permits and, um, you know, go through all the regulation process, you can be successful Mm -hmm. if you get out. And you don't have the resources, the computers, you know, where to go, who to talk to, or any of the resources, then you're not going to be successful at it. You know, so if that's something that, you know, you feel that can change your life, you're dedicated to it, you want to do it, you know, you want to change your life around and and make a difference from what it was to what it is, Mm -hmm. then I highly recommend it. You know, and that means just going down to, you know, your city hall and asking questions. Mm-hmm. What form do I need to fill out? Mm-hmm. And they'll direct mm-hmm. you to where that is and how to do it. Right. I was just being professional about it at this point. Yeah, it's basically about being professional and just having all your ducks in line. Mm-hmm. And that means being on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, even though a state, you know, legally, you know, in some states and everything like that is still not federal, mm-hmm. you know, and anything can be snatched when right. it's not at federal level. Right. You know, however, a lot of states are coming on board with it mm-hmm. you know so you just have to check online to see what states you know what cities you know counties are, are about it and then you have to go to their sites and pull down those documents and get them filled out mm-hmm. and ask questions because mm-hmm. the documents aren't very easy right mm-hmm. so speaking going back to that point so 
that was actually one of the main questions we had is how do you think the Trump administration is going to affect, you know, the weed business now? Because like you just said, you know, people were, we were able to legalize it from a state level, you know, not federal, like you said, but they said Jeff Sessions is actually trying to pull that back and not allow states, you know what I'm saying, to make it legal. Well, Jeff Sessions is a hater. <laughs> he, he is a hater, and that is another bittersweet situation. Mm-hmm. It's taken from the Obama administration right. by it massaging you know, the regulations, saying it's okay, and the states are starting to gradually do it. So Obama regulation, I mean, Obama's administration kind of opened the door, mm-hmm. okay? Jeff Sessions, you know, you can look at it one way. You could say he's hating, he's going to shut it down, and it's gonna be all bad right Mm -hmm. but just think about it he ain't gonna shut it down because if he does there's a lot of you know um republicans and there's a lot of um democrats that are in favor of it you Mm -hmm. know there's a high percentage of different cities and counties are in favor of it it's a money maker a big big money maker and it saves lives for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and so with all that balled up into one all he's doing is really putting fire Mm -hmm. underneath congress so it can go federal. Mm. You think they're going to sleep on some money and leave money on the table? That's what they're all about. But yeah. they just give us this illusion. You know, you have to read between the lines when you hear stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And you just have to kind of look at it in a perspective way. Like, who's who's not going to take it to a federal level? They want their money right. you know, at the federal level. And he's just, I feel like, kind of just shaking the tree a little bit. And, you know, mm-hmm. putting the fire under council and everyone you know that has to you know favor in on this yeah that makes sense because uh even what you were saying about democrats and republicans like being a lot of them being for the uh i think it's the senator of colorado he was like hot like he was hot about that jeff sessions thing he was like man like i'm tabling everything until he says that you know, this is not going to happen right. because he said, you know, like Denver, Colorado, that's a big part that's of their economy. Part of the, but if Jeff Session wants to be reelected and he wants those Republicans to be in favor and the Democrat and everyone else, you know, in mm-hmm. favor, he has to do it. Or yeah. He's not going to get voted back in if he yanks the court on something like this. Mm-hmm. It's too major. It's right. too big. Mm-hmm. What do you... What advice do you have for newbies that are trying to get into, like, the marijuana business now? Well, I just say, you know, pick your territory. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like, just pick a territory. If you live in Oakland, pick Oakland. Pick Richmond. Get a list of the different cities that are saying, yes, we're going for it. We're going to do it. And look at the regulations because each city has different regulations and just go for the ones that are easier (laughs) to achieve if the list is like this Mm -hmm. i'm done but if the list is like this okay go there Mm -hmm. you know and just baby step it you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and i suggest you know get that if you're a cultivator get your cultivator license if you know someone that cultivates you know some good stuff you know to get you a team together mm-hmm. get you a team together you know because you need your cultivators you know you need your trimmers not to cut you off real quick so a cultivator is basically a grower a grower okay you know so if you can put a team together that you can trust and you guys can come together as a, you know you want to do business in this business and pick your city get your team together and apply 
Gotcha. And that could so and that's just you said going down to your city hall, your local city hall. Going down to your local city hall, because once you have papers, the money will come to help you develop what it what it is that you you know you need to develop. Because mm-hmm. everyone's looking to invest into this business. So all you need is to get these papers, make sure your supply is good, and pop in your favorite Jay Z album and hit whatever block it is that you turn up. <laughs> I like you was explaining it to me. I was like, man, this should sound like the blueprint. It sounds, it is like literally like the Jay Z blueprint. Very, it's a very good <laughs> blueprint. It's right. a very obtainable blueprint. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, lucrative. It's mm. like, don't sleep on the game. It's not a lot of African Americans in this business. It's really not. There, in Las Vegas is just recently, like maybe four months ago, there was a convention, a cannabis convention, and. It wasn't too many of us peppered in there, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like, don't you have an opportunity now, you mm-hmm. know, which is a big one. Don't sleep on it. Mm-hmm. That's the most frustrating part. I know I already said it, but we've been serving up the best shit like forever, <laughs> and now they just throwing all these rules on it. So I mean, it's like you said, it's just learning a new game. And you just got to hustle the right way now. So, it's interesting. But I mean, you just... don't have to hustle the right way. You can still do it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> That's your choice. You know? Because right. it's going to end up being room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the people that are on paperwork and the people that are on paperwork. Right. And the reason is because taxes are extremely high for marijuana. Oh. If you do not have a cannabis uh. card, you know, the taxes went up. Uh. If you have a cannabis card, if you don't, they're like double, it seems. And a lot of people are going to get discouraged where, you know, they might feel like I can buy an extra, you know, an extra eighth with that tax money. And right, then off they the make, street. And then they'll go to the, you know, the underground, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. so. I did see that. Yeah, so. Dang. So that's the bitter and sweet, you know. Everyone's going to eat. They're going to be at the barbecue. <laughs> right. Eating up all the yams, <laughs> all the yams, all the sweet potato pie. So, do you think, I mean, because like you said, there's been so much fire put up underneath him, uh, Sessions with what he did. Do you think that it's just going to end up getting sent federal and getting legalized? And if you do, like, when do you, how long do you think it's going to take? I think it is going to go federal, you know, as it is in Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their infrastructure for cannabis down packed seamless rolling Mm -hmm. money you know Mm -hmm. and they're even extending out internationally so Mm -hmm. countries like germany you know abroad Mm -hmm. they're also getting into the cannabis business also Mm -hmm. so i mean you know i just honestly feel it is going to go federal Mm -hmm. in the united states how long is it going to take well i can't answer that question because our federal government is um tripping over themselves Mm -hmm. You know, with so many topics and decisions, mm-hmm. you know, they're just stumbling all over themselves. They can't get their own self together. Mm-hmm. So I can't give you, you know, because right. I don't even see them working on real timelines mm-hmm. with real issues. Right. You know, so I can't give you. No Not with this administration. And you know the other part that's frustrating? You know Trump and all his boys is in there smoking big dope, snorting lines off well, the strippers, grabbing pussy, <laughs> and like you mad about some weed, bro. Like, all of the people you got up in there doing what they doing, and you trying to... It's... Wow. Right? Wow. So, it's a little dysfunctional. Yeah. So, it's just hard to give you solid answers. Right. Some no, realistic yeah, I get answers. it. Because nobody knows the end game with these dudes. It's so all over the place. 
You know what I'm saying? Hmm. What's the future of weed in America? Well, you know, I just honestly feel that it is going to be, you know, holistically, you know, Mm -hmm. holistically something that, you know, everyone's in every family, every barbecue Mm -hmm. is going to obtain it. It's it's just, it's what it is. It's, it's the bubble is popped. Mm -hmm. It's open, you know, so to kind of close that back up now, that's a little difficult, you know, and even to just, you know, um, for the regulations that are saying that you know it's going to be treated like a DUI mm-hmm. if you're driving, you're not supposed to drive under the influence of too much THC. Mm-hmm. They haven't regulated how much that is yet. They haven't even figured out how much they're gonna, you know, how they're gonna even mm-hmm. test it if they pull you over. Right. You know, but right. technically um, they are given the warning signs that you know you shouldn't, you know, hot box. You shouldn't be driving right. and smoking. You know, because that will cause attention to an officer to pull you over, and they could just do whatever they want at this point in time randomly because there's no rules, mm-hmm. you know. So that could just lead into other things that, you know, we wouldn't want to attract to ourselves. But mm-hmm. they're going to figure out some technology to, you know, control it and make yeah. money off of it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. want you to get high. We're going to legalize <laughs> it. But then we're going to figure out a way to get some money out of right, it if right. we catch you driving. Because that's like, you know, a cannabis DUI, mm-hmm. you know, or <laughs> smoking while driving. And that's $10,000. So... It's a catch twenty two at the end of the day. There's always a way. It's always a way. Right. Damn. Okay. So I like two more. Well, one more question for you, and then I want you to just tell us a little bit about your company, and then we'll let you get out of here. I know you're busy, busy woman. So for the (laughs) non-smokers, if we was about to, you know, we wanted to jump in there, smoke, you know, big weed, first time. Big weed. What would you recommend? (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to jump all the way in Like you know what I'm saying If I'm jumping in the deep end No cause we, we don't want you to You don't want me tweaking back. like yeah. smoky and- <laughs> well, If you gonna jump in deep We want you to come back We don't want to lose you out there in the deep water So you know there are different grade levels Of you know cannabis You know your outdoor Your indoor you know And also your greenhouse grown So for you the gentle touch. Right. I, maybe you guys should just have some boof. What they call boof. Boof. Shit. Just some boof. Some shake. You know. Boof shake. I heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like. It's gonna have me shaking. Like what's up? No. It's the shake is like from the weed after it's trimmed, mm-hmm. after it's cut, mm-hmm. and those leaves fall off. It's just real lightweight. Oh. Okay. You know. It's just boof. It's just called no. It's not high grade. Okay. So about, I won't wake up too. So you days just later. yeah, you just need the lowest grade possible. Okay. What about cookies or like what's the other one? Edibles granddaddy weed. perp. Oh. <laughs> so but what's she she wanna get in the granddaddy she, perp? She trying to go. <laughs> 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 I want some she trying to be high end. She trying to she ain't never smoked before. Hey, but she, she talking she named like her, she wanna hey, be wait, high she end. naming her favorite weed for her favorite rap songs and shit. You get that perp. <laughs> no. That dang. 
No, we're not. We're not <laughs> trying to go high end, but okay. those are just different strands. They mm. call them different strands. Okay. You know, and um, every you know <laughs> cultivation company has different strands that they manufacture and everything. Our company, uh, our party brand is called Pussy Riot 420. Ooh, so you okay. can go to pussyriot420.com. That's one of our party brands, and we have various strands like cookies in it. And then we also have um, LA Broccoli and Rich Soil. Mm. Which is by Rich Soil is from a celebrity athlete, mm. but I can't say his name right now. NBA or oh. NBA? Okay, mm-hmm. they, they they probably going. Yeah, to be coming out in February. Yeah, in February, okay. So, Rich Soil organic. So what? It's a pussy ride, like, and it's a door to door service. No. Oh, I was about to say, is they no, coming like right, Hooters girls? It's just a brand. Oh, okay. Just to get you all excited, <laughs> like it worked. It did. It's just a brand under our Camp Green. That's a good name. Okay. So is there anything else you want to tell us about the company? That was dope. If not, we out your hair. You gave us more than we could ever ask for. No, just look for us, you know, in the streets, at the clubs, at the events, you know, all-star. You know, just look for our Are you going to be in LA for all-star? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be out there. I'll be down there. I'll be out there. Maybe I'll, um, maybe you could test some product. You got some Grand Jacket Purple? (laughs) I'm not. We won't. We won't be smoking in America. This is just for you feel me research purposes. <laughs> but we appreciate you, Carmen. Thank, Thank you. So Thank, much. You so Thank, much. You. Thank you so that was much. Thank you so much. That was awesome. That was awesome. And we'll be right back to close it off. So All Star is going to be a crazy situation. You're going to be down there. We doing an arts and music festival that we'll be talking about a little bit later. Mm. But um, we'll get into some more of that. But. Before we get out of here, we want to make sure you let the good people know where they can find you and your company, and then we're all done. Okay, well, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. It's Carmen Pop, and you can find um, Pussy Riot, our Camp Green brand, at PussyRiot420.com. Dope, 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 dope. Well, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube under Imani Shani, I-M-A-N-I-S-H-A-N-I. And find me at Twitter and Instagram. I'm AWOL. That's I-M-A-W-A-L. I just spelt it for you. And with that being said, learn something today. Pick up a book about something else you might want to learn about. Spread peace, love, and light to the world. And as I always like to say, life is about progression. (laughs) (laughs) You know what we say? And the riot is just getting started. And the riot is just getting started. The (laughs) pussy riot or riot the pussy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) No, you got to say, close us out. Akuna Matata niggas. Peace. Peace. Peace.